Welcome to the Backstage Podcast, the podcast where we interview fellow actors and theater nerds to discuss some of our favorite and sometimes cringeworthy theater stories. So without further ado, join me as we step backstage. So basically, theater kids are weird, man. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but like, I don't know what's in the water that these kids are drinking, but they got some stories to tell, especially after their shows and especially in between shows backstage. And so we were thinking, especially after doing some live events and kind of just um, like getting that backstage vibe in quarantine, like when everyone's on that Zoom call for Pack Live, um, we were like, you know what? It's about darn time that some of these theater stories um, see the light of day. It's about time that um, <laughs> someone um, kind of comes in and um, allows us to have a platform to talk about all of these crazy and sometimes not so enjoyable or sometimes really enjoyable um, stories that we might have from um, the backstage. And so we took the initiative there and we were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this. So. Yeah, and who we are. Backstage podcast was born. It was birthed. Uh, yes, <laughs> very exciting uh, to be working on this inaugural episode. Um, we have lots of stuff planned, and I think each episode we're going to share uh, around three theater stories with fellow members of the theater community. And uh, there are quite weird stories out there. It's <laughs> backstage. That's that's one of the best parts of being in theater is just all the shenanigans, as they say, uh, that happens backstage because there's a <laughs> there's a lot of it. So it's like it's yes. like Narnia back there, man. Oh yeah, the whole new world. <laughs> In each episode of the Backstage Podcast, we will interview three different actors and discuss some funny and weird theater stories. This week's first story comes from Gavin Corey, where he tells us about the doggo incident. So you want to hear my story? I, we're, we're structuring this like a therapy session. Like, can you show me on the doll where theater hurt you? <laughs> well, Max... It was one year ago today. What? Oh, like exactly. Not today. One year I'm just. Ago? I don't know why I said one year ago today. It was one year ago. Right. This month, actually. So I'm in Peter Pan. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. I was there. So it's uh Peter Pan. It's not any cover. It's not like I don't know why I said cover. It's not like a new, a new release. It's just the original Peter Pan. Um, right. And I'm Mr. Darling. I'm the father. I'm the uh, stuck-up. Uh, dad and fun fact anna was was uh the mrs darling anna yeah. was yeah and um so i'm not sure if you listeners at home are aware but peter pan is set in like i don't know i would say the 30s probably the 20s 30s depends on the 20s era. or 30s back back before meme culture was around okay <laughs> just by a couple years <laughs> just just a, just a little bit just missed it. so there's a scene with me and a dog and yeah. usually usually i'm supposed to be saying my lines to this dog because i'm trying to lure this dog over by me yes there's so a- my line was come here dog come here pretty dog 
Instead, um, my brain thought it would be a wonderful idea to uh, say, come here, pretty doggo. Uh. <laughs> and um, the only thing I can remember, Max, buddy, sweet friend of mine, was my father in the very back row, groaning <laughs> out of physical pain. He, I, I will remember this for the rest of my life. He puts his hands... He, he puts his head in his hands. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, of course, that was, like, my time to get off stage. Thank God. Because if it wasn't, then I would have been a mess. Live with it. You just got to live with that. <laughs> but um, so that was the second to last performance. Then the last performance, we're, we're striking. And I go up to uh, our director. And I'm like, you know, Jeff, our director's name. And I'm like, you know, Jeff. I'm really sorry about that. That was a slip up. Please don't hold that against me. And he just looks at me. And he looks at me real long with this wild look on his face. I'm like, Jeff? Jeff? And then he just turns around and slowly walks away. (laughs) And that was it. That was the end of that. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And I'm pretty sure... I can't remember exactly which night, but I think I was there for that. Don't night. tell me you were there, Max. I'm pretty sure that I was there. I Don't very tell me so. you were at that performance, Max. I very much so remember hearing something and being like, um... I don't, I don't think that's how that goes. I, I, don't, I don't think that that's the way this cookie crumbles. Yeah, no, um... <laughs> That was just, to this day, you could pick out 10 people in this world and they would still tell you that story exactly. If they asked, what do you know about Gavin? They would just say, doggo. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, like, let's say they're investigating a crime scene and I'm, I'm, I'm the victim and they're (laughs) like, has Gavin made any, any enemies in the past two years? And they just say doggo and then... They don't find the uh, suspect because they just say doggo. And um, I go on to live. Well, I don't go on to live. I go on to die and lead a meaningless life. So that's great. <laughs> I never thought theater would be my downfall, but apparently apparently one line, one line there, just there changes everything. Well, you'd be lying to yourself if you never thought that you might die at the hands of theater kids. I have no idea what kind of crack cocaine these kids are on at like 9, 10 p.m. until midnight when they go out to eat food after a show. And they go out and they talk for like two hours. And I'm like, guys, it's time to go to bed. And they're like, no, Gavin, stay. And I'm like, no, guys, it's time for bed. I put in my work. I put in my lines. I may have ad-libbed a little bit. I might have said doggo, but let me sleep at this point. Give you. I I have my food. I can I can go to sleep right here. I have the box of animal crackers hidden under my bed. I can get by. You are listening to the Backstage Podcast, an official podcast of the Concordia Performing Arts Company, an art company run by teens dedicated to raising money for charity. For more information on our other endeavors, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Concordia Pack. For our next story, Vanessa Marola tells us about the most dangerous prop in her show.
backstage podcast, let's talk about some of your favorite backstage memories, okay, from theater? Um, for those of you out there who have not met us during our time in the cast of Mandate for Murder, Vanessa, tell us about um, your favorite prop from that show. So, oh god, it's a lovely story, and I tell it every single chance I get, and I'm so glad you mentioned it. <laughs> I was playing a very old woman in this show. Very old. Um, her name was Dolores McDonald, and because she was old... And this is in the age of things. She was just elderly. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a cane, a prop cane that I used to use. And the set was a full living room. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful set. Yes, it was. Um, and it had like a, there was a backstage part to the set where you could, that's where you would go uh, when you were off stage, if you exited through a doorway, which means you had to sit behind the set until you re-entered. Mm. Um, and one, I believe it was during Tech Week. Yes, I was. I was sitting backstage, and I had moved my cane in a certain way, and I heard something rattling, uh, through which I realized the handle could unscrew, and then I unscrewed it, and it was no regular cane. Oh, no. (laughs) It was a sword cane. There was a sword inside the cane. And me being myself, I whipped it out, and I threatened various cast members with it. Me more than anyone else. I do not know why. Hoping it's just a coincidence, yes. Right. I was trying to steal her role. Oh, yeah. You so jealous of me and my clumsy beauty that was Joan. <laughs> For our final story of this episode, me, Max, and Anna discuss some fun, weird, and crazy experiences with costume pieces. Um, a year or so ago, maybe two years, um, I was in the, um, short musical for young audiences um and it's actually an original musical that the toll theater in hammond indiana had done many moons ago when i was probably young enough to see it um and then they did it with some tight members um and people in that age group um incredibly well ago. done yeah did you see it yeah i was there man oh yeah it was so, yeah it was, it was a fun time and I played the queen, and we all doubled as these different um, kind of like woodland creatures, fairy tale creatures that um, the three princes in the story met along their journey. And I was a three nosed snozzle who liked to bake pickle chiffon pie, which is basically, you know, like the most valued item in this kingdom for reasons that are not important at the moment. Um, and fun story, I I actually fell down, like, half a flight of stairs in that costume, but it was, like, this big styrofoam ball, and I had, like, a helmet with this big crafted, like, three-nosed creature on it, so I didn't get hurt, and the costume wasn't hurt either. I don't think I told anybody about that. Out of styrofoam, I would have imagined it would just, like, instantly just, like, crack. (laughs) Yeah, well, it wasn't like I actually fell, fell. It was more of a really awkward, oh, no, I'm tumbling without any control. But I'm on my feet the whole time. But it felt like... 
I see. And this thing was not not particularly um, created for you to run or walk in. Let a, yeah, basically, you shouldn't move in it. It was just kind of, it was fun to look at, but, like, I couldn't imagine being it was, in it. It was fun to wear. I think I just was not strong enough for it. I had you to, weren't um, strong enough. <laughs> no, because I had to keep my head down so, like, the kids couldn't see my face. Oh, right. Them, in our space would be sitting on the floor. And so I had to keep it down so they couldn't see, oh, that's the actress who plays blah, 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 blah. Right, and so right. it would have been fine, but I am the clumsiest person with the <laughs> least sense of balance on the face of the planet. And so you have this heavy thing on my head. And every time I put my head down, I was afraid I would crack my neck or fall head first. <laughs> I didn't. Right, so it's you're fine. on the podcast today, so... Um... Yeah, I didn't die. Jeff and Kevin would never have let me die. They'd say that is not <laughs> professional. And I have a funny costume story. Uh, we were doing right. a mandate for murder, uh, murder mystery show. Not too well known, but also a very cool show. And uh, it was a very yes. small cast. Uh, I always love small casts. I think oh, they're, absolutely. they're really cool to, you know, connect with uh, the cast members. And it's really fun to just work on a show like that so i was assistant directing that show and um they uh found a way um you know because the assistant director does a lot of stuff um they yeah. <laughs> they take on a lot of roles which is fun um so they needed uh you know someone to be the dead body for the murder mystery and Heck um, yeah. they cast at me as that about halfway through the production process um <laughs> so you know i don't want to brag but if i wasn't there for one of the shows you know the show probably wouldn't really have made a lot of sense because you need the dead guy so like hey. i made the show happen um indeed but yeah in, in all seriousness uh we had this um costume which it was pretty simple as a suit jacket and you know i was just this you know businessman who i don't even remember why i was murdered but i was murdered it was all about like an election so the you know just politics oh, um, yeah. but politics. and hey we're and, not getting political on the show we're not getting political <laughs> <laughs> but the the one big part of the costume is the they had sewn like this handle of like a plastic knife into the back of my uh, suit jacket because oh. uh, I was supposed to look you know like I was stabbed in the back so nice. like you don't see me getting murdered but I like open the door stumble over this couch and die and <laughs> it was <laughs> it, so. But the final night of, of the show, I don't know what I was doing. Um, I was trying to get into my costume and I like put on the suit jacket too fast. And all I hear is like the plastic knife like cracking in half oh. on, the, on the back of my costume. Um, and, you know, I, I kicked off the show, so I didn't have a lot of time. And, and I'm also the stage, uh, the uh, assistant director at this theater uh, <laughs> also is in charge of, like, stage managing and kind of managing other people. So I was dealing with multiple other, like, uh, <laughs> issues that weren't pertaining to exactly me. So there was a lot of uh, stuff. So I just remember bolting backstage, trying to find some gaffing tape and, like, putting it back together really fast. And it, it worked out. I got on stage perfectly on time um but it was definitely yeah. a stressful experience oh my um, gosh and it was i didn't even know night. that like, happened. <laughs> yeah it was it was something else but it worked out and yeah we love that live now, to tell um, the tale and yeah <laughs> now speaking of um some prop stories here um oh. i got one here 
Um, yeah. Now me and Joshua Bossett, who's going to be on the show um, here yes. pretty soon. Um, we were in a performance of Hamlet. And now when I throw the name Hamlet out there, what's the first prop that comes to your mind? Oh, the skull. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good old Yorick. <laughs> yeah, we lost him like five minutes before the show. And so... <laughs> That's something you would do. I'm not surprised. So it was just me and Josh running around this church building that we were, um, we were doing it um, through. And we're trying to find Yorick, who's the skull. And the skull, it's, it's generally the size of a, a human skull, if not smaller. And so there's a lot of places that could be. And there's a lot of things that we could have done with it because we're stupid. And so <laughs> we're running around. And obviously the, solilo the soliloquy isn't necessarily like the first thing in the play. However... If that was lost, our director would have killed us. And so, <laughs> luckily we got it back by the beginning of the show. But, dear Lord, that was where, probably... Oh, yeah? Where, where was it and why was it there is my, okay. my question. Um, so, it turns out we didn't actually do it. Um, we found it in the costume, like, wardrobe backs, like, into, like, another... It was like what we called backstage, but it was a room like down the hall from where the mm -hmm. stage was. And mm -hmm. there was a, like a cupboard and it was like hidden under hats. And we're like, whoever did this and almost got us killed, I hope you know that you will be one of Hamlet's murders by the end of the day. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Fun time. Yeah, Woo! I've had my fair share of experiences of props being missing and uh taken hidden um i used to do theater at a um not not as of a professional place um the park <laughs> theater and it was um it, it was before i found the toll theater which um you know was changed my life for good reasons um but it was long long time ago and uh, I had a quick change. I was like in the first scene of the show. I can't even remember what show it was, but I had a quick change that involved putting on a hat and I brought in this like big fedora from at home and these kids are fascinated with it. And like, <laughs> I left it backstage, you know, setting your props. And like, as I've progressed through theater, I've learned that a big rule that a lot of people carry is don't touch other people's props, leave it where they put them. Clearly, yes, you know, <laughs> clearly this place did not um, abide by those rules. So like, I had a quick change, which was literally like a two second change. And like, I couldn't find the hat for like ever. Wow. I, I can't even remember if I found it. Um, but it was, what was like the role. I can't even remember. I think I was some like I can't remember. It was it was so <laughs> long ago. I was a um mm, I was an Italian uh tailor for like suits, I think. Ah. And I was changing out of I a detective photos. costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't remember I what proof. the show was. It was a super obscure show, but I had to do an Italian accent. I have and a Italian gibberish, which my director kept telling me, it, he said that you're doing it normal gibberish, not Italian gibberish, which I don't know the difference. That is about all we have for the first episode of the Backstage Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed listening to this first episode and that you come back for more because there will be lots more episodes. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to leave a like rating wherever you get your podcasts. And if you would like to see more of Concordia's work, go to our Instagram at Concordia Pack. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one. Thank you.